Welcome to the Antioch Word, a podcast for the Antioch College community. My name is Rachel Isaacson. I'm a co-host and Miller Fellow here at WYSO Public Radio Station. Today we'll hear about Joe Yarkin, class of 1990, who talks about his travels after high school, how he found Antioch, and how his experiences at Antioch were formative for his passion in solar energy. I spoke to Joe here at WYSO Studios during the 2018 Antioch College reunion. My name is Joe Yarkin. My class year, I believe, was 1990, and I, then I worked for the school, and while I was here, environmental science. What attracted you to apply to Antioch? That's a long story, and let me begin. Though. So kind of to start off, like many, I, I came in Antioch. Let's, the story kind of starts back in the 80s, 1980s, and I had, uh, like many, I actually left high school early and was off traveling, and my travels went from kind of leaving home and, and hitchhiking with my friends to uh, riding the rails all over the United States. And I had gone on and on doing that from El Paso to California, where I had all these different adventures, and kind of got, I kind of lived for adventure at that point. And I was with my high school buddy, we were still traveling, and had gone back and forth across the United States. And at some point, I was camped out in Indiana on the White River and uh, living on a river. And there, the crowd I was running with were kind of rough. <laughs> but there was this uh, is former Israeli Army police officer who had kind of hit the wall and was living out by the river. And we would talk and talk and talk late into the night. At some point, he put the seed in my head, and I was reading a lot of books at the time because I had a lot of time. And when I left high school early, I was never going to return to school from what I thought. But a couple years of traveling and kind of wondering what's next brought me to this conversation with this uh, gentleman. And when he told me that I should be in school and that, you know, I kind of made some life plans then and to go, like, I had friends from high school that went on to college, and I decided to go on a college tour all across the country by train, um, the freights, that is, and it took quite a while. It was a spring, I think it was spring of, like, 85, and, or maybe it was spring of 80, yeah, maybe spring of 86, because I ended, anyway, I was, and uh, I traveled across country, and I visited schools here, and basically places where I knew people. My sister was in Oberlin, back then, and she said, you have to visit Antioch, and I didn't really know anybody at Antioch, but I had friends at Earlham, and then I visited um, places in California, um, UC Santa Cruz, and that that kind of thing, uh, UC Santa Cruz, and then some community colleges. It was a kind of a random trip now. I didn't know it back in those days. We didn't have the internet, and I didn't go get a book on colleges. I just had to go by almost word of mouth, which seems so prehistoric at this point. <laughs> but on my trip, and I just, it's funny because I just met Tracy Gath here who was uh, working in the admissions, and she gave, told me the story that I'd kind of forgotten, which is that you just showed up here one day with a backpack, and your eyes were all red, and I was calling. I didn't know whether to call security or not, <laughs> and then we ended up. Because my eyes were all red. And then somehow, I guess I explained, I'd just gotten off the trains. <laughs> and uh, 
which is true. It is hard on your eyes. Isn't it dangerous <laughs> to hop on trains? Yeah, it, it was. It was, but I was at that age where nothing could, you know, the more the danger, still the funner. There's that do that here, and they stop in Yellow Springs all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What's the closest train hop from here? Springfield. In Springfield. Oh, that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Springfield and uh, the main ones, oh, uh, Cincinnati and the Cincinnati Yards. And there's like it, Cincinnati that is kind of on the cross-country route on the, what, what, what is it now? Ches- not the Chessie system. That's, that's what it was. It's been, there's Conrail and ah, Northwick and Southern goes through there. And yeah, anyway, anyway. I could start naming off all the old crew changes, but that was my life 30 years ago. I was mapping the train system and, and traveling around, and, and, you know, it was, it was such a different time. Everything was paper maps and, and like, eyewitnessing, you know, because you couldn't find the information anywhere otherwise. I even I'd go, I went into Washington, D.C. and went to the Library of Congress to try <laughs> the best books on where crew changes were, but I had to kind of go over all the rails back then. Years went by, and I got to that place uh, of traveling, and to the point where I was like, I I made like Washington State where I live now. I come kind of totally first explored by freight train and made little houses on the Columbia River that I was kind of staying on in these crew chain points of Wishram, Washington, and just I was totally, totally thrilled with the West. But then when I came east, seeing America from trains was like, it was like its own wilderness, you know, it's a different setup. It's a, it's a different dimension than the roads and the highways and the, it's the back door to everything. And I was, I was so into it. In any case, I was like, well, I'm not giving that up, but I do need something more. And I wandered into Antioch College and they gave me a room and a meal ticket. And I was absolutely thrilled to check it out. And I talked to people here, and I talked to them admissions, and I was, it was really an incredible place. It was warm. I hadn't been traveling with, with, with so many young people, and so it was really nice to come into the community then, and I was totally thrilled. And people were interested in the trains. There had been some people that had knew a little about them, and that was cool. And I was totally drawn here because of the work and the travel. I couldn't see how it would be possible to stay in one place semester or quarter after quarter after quarter. And that kind of knocked all the other colleges out of the running that I, that I did go to visit. So I applied and came here and yeah, I got in and I was, it was, I think there were somewhere around 600 and so people, students here, about 300 on campus at any one time. And uh, I, went, I went back to my dad's house and worked for a while to try to make money for this <laughs> college. <laughs> Got a construction job, and then at one point I broke my foot and decided to go on the, what back then was called the Algonquin Canoe Trip. It was, an, it was a freshman introduction trip that you could do if you wanted to, and that was like a fantastic introduction here like I'm people that went on that trip I'm here with now 30 whatever years later (laughs) is visiting right here at this reunion this is the Antioch word I'm Rachel Isaacson and you're listening to my interview with Antioch College alumnus Joe Yarkin 
Next, we'll hear about what work programs through Antioch were formative in his life after college and why the world needs a place like Antioch. When I came here, I had a lot of catching up in academics to do. My writing needed a lot of work. Uh, Eric Horsting, who is an emeritus here, who now lives in the town I live in on the West Coast, <laughs> was uh, my writing teacher. And I caught up with things, and, and I really found an interest in science. And then I got pretty much the seeds to kind of who I am today started here. And that my first Quispy job, like work-study. Co-op. Um, no, the work study on campus, I don't know if they still oh, have that, was uh, was the Antioch Garden. house that you put horses on, and he pushed, and I pulled. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and uh, we, like, plowed up parts of the garden. And I really, um, I'd been a gardener when I was a kid, and he's, this uh, farm kind of introduced me to farming, um, scaling up to a point. And... Eventually, I became manager of the garden, and that was like a real grounding spot for me. So, and that became one of my co-ops, and uh, farmer in in Washington State. And the other thing that was uh, when I was studying environmental science, I took a class on solar energy, and um, in my kind of integrated life of traveling and farming. I've uh, been an international contractor doing uh, solar projects um, in six of the seven continents, Antarctica being one of them. Um, and that I just kind of, I don't know, I just kind of lost my contracts in those just a few, two years ago. But Travel, it's amazing that the, uh, that solar energy class that was so, such a great introduction um, brought me to a little more schooling, about another, a year more schooling, technical schooling, and into the career of uh, building remote solar power systems. And so I worked for scientists and traveled all over Antarctica and Greenland and Alaska and did a lot of, did a lot of work out there. Meanwhile, I still, like, I ended up marrying someone I met here at Antioch, and we have three kids and a farm <laughs> that she's running right now, um, and we're in Vashon, Washington, which is an island outside of Seattle. So that was, those the traces to where and who I am now. Oh, and the other part I guess I can't skip is I went on in 1987, I went on the, the environmental field program. That was truly an inspirational thing for me. Um, so inspirational that I eventually, with my buddy Clark Branch, we went and proposed in, to run our own environmental field program, and eventually it was accepted. And we went to the Pacific Northwest. I did one called Beaches and Boondoggles, and we went to Florida. And it was an incredible group learning travel experience, and I just thought it was the most amazing thing. There were no professors. There were just, it was education on the go. And with my past and my future of traveling, that's been a lifelong pattern. So that is, um, that was a really good program. I can understand why they may or may not run it right now, <laughs> being the modern life world we live in with liabilities and all that. But we, most of us had an excellent 
educational time, and it's fun to be back for our reunion to talk to people about that. Why does the world need a college like Antioch today? The world needs alternatives. And I would say I was like many in my generation and every generation, don't fit into the general molds that even the college education will kind of push you into. And Antioch has always been an alternative school. And I, from one, it kind of brought me from thinking I'd never fit into society to integrating, to, to learning the skills to learn how to thrive. So for me, and I think for many people of that generation, we're kind of like, we were, a lot of us were kind of outcast from perhaps our, where we came, our communities <laughs> where we started. And uh, Antioch, just the, it was, it was like an integration process into the real, like into the world. I mean, through co-op, education, working, working with people, group work. We did a lot of group work here. That is kind of everything for my career because I worked in groups throughout Antarctica. In fact, when I, in my memory, it all mixes up with my Antioch experience versus my camp experience in Alaska's and Alaska and Antarctica and Greenland <laughs> because there are, there are a lot of similarities, both the people, you know, these kind of wandering souls. <laughs> but Antioch is a good, it's one of the good starting places for people that are looking for something a little different. That was Joe Yarkin, class of 1990. Thank you for listening to the Antioch Word. You can hear more stories like this on WISO.org and NPR One.